Town Cowboys Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cape Town Cowboys Podcast. Uh, you thought you thought we were going to end this shit, huh? Uh, well, sorry to... Uh, I don't know if you guys are replacing any bets, but uh, it's not over yet, motherfuckers. Um, this one I'm going to do by myself because uh, Bobby is busy editing uh, his movie, and that's more important than this podcast that no one listens to. Um so it's just me. It's my first time just actually um, recording by myself. So it's kind of weird to just talk to a computer screen. Uh, I don't know how guys like Bill Burr uh, do it, but um, you know that's why he's amazing. And I'm I moved to Korea. So <laughs> um, yeah. So it's been about a week since I've been in Korea, and it's a lot of uh, getting used to. I'm not. You know, I'm not fully, fully, obviously, I'm not settled in. I'm staying at my my friend uh, Kenny's place right now. Um, For the first few days, I was at my buddy Bobby's place, his uh, small one room. Uh, It's so small that if you roll off the mat that you sleep on, then you end up in the kitchen. So that, uh, but I'll tell you what, even though his place is really small, uh, it's the best night's sleep I get because he turns that, that, uh, so I get in Korea, they don't have like a heater system. It's just that they have like heated floors and, uh, right now it's kind of cold. So he cranked that motherfucker up and dude, I, I, it, it was, it was comfortable guys. It was like sleeping. It was like doing Bikram yoga and sleeping. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know what Bikram yoga is. I'm a fat ass. I've never done it, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's it's been interesting just to like get adjusted here. It's it's cold for LA standards, but it's not as cold as it can be right now. So uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, Korea is interesting, guys. Um, for those that don't know, there's a lot of things that that you know that they do differently back home. Like first of all, recycling. Recycling is very important. Uh, you have to separate the the cans and the plastics like you know like you do back home but also food waste has to be in a separate bag and on top of that they need to be in official designated bags and so if you put them in the wrong bags apparently you get fined a thousand dollars and uh yeah i, I kind of don't want to learn that the hard way so you know i've been i've been kind of like all right, okay, is this bread, oh, this is bread, this is food waste, okay, this is a banana peel, oh shit, this is food waste, uh, this is uh, iced coffee, so the ice goes in the drain, the tea bag goes into the food waste, and the plastic goes into the, pl- you know what I mean, like you have to separate it all, and it's kind of, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's annoying, I, I guess it's for, for, for people that care about the environment, that's cool, uh, but for someone that rarely recycled back home, it's you know it takes a lot of getting used to. Um, the other thing is uh, what do you call it the the laundry system. I mean, most most households don't really have um, a draw a dryer because of of you know high energy costs. So you have to hang dry everything like you know like your colonial like colonial times. 
and um, you know when they all dry, you know they they dry out hard. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you're wearing a burlap sack. Um, it's like you know you know when you when you open a paper supermarket paper bag and you have to like and you know snap snap it open. That's what you got to do to like snap open these t-shirts, and uh, you know that's that's kind of something to get used to. Um, the other thing is uh, wet floors. For those that have never been to Korea or not familiar, um, they don't got tubs like back home, so they use the whole floor as pretty much the bath, the the you know bathtub. There's a drain in the middle of the of a bathroom floor, and so if you're not used to it and you walk in with socks or whatever, you're gonna have soggy ass socks all day, you know. And so, yeah, there's a few times I I uh, I had to change socks because. Um, you know, you get soggy ass socks, man. That's the stink up everything, you know. And another thing is the mosquitoes here, yo. The mosquitoes will fucking kick your ass. I mean, uh, the first two nights I was staying at Bobby's, uh, I counted, let's see, one, two, three. I have like eight mosquito bites in one night. And last night at Kenny's, I woke up in the middle of the night like four times to catch four different mosquitoes. Because I'm trying to sleep, and those motherfuckers were like, I got a mosquito bite on my face, but I could hear it, you know, like it just, that 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 sound, and I was like, oh, oh no, uh you're not going to get me, man, because I have a traumatic experience with mosquitoes. Uh, when I was in high school, the uh, senior class, about 72, maybe 60 to 72 of the students were uh, applied, and, and then you get to take a week off of school and go hiking in Yosemite. And I was one of those 60 to 72 kids, I guess. <clears throat> and, and anyway, they, uh, I, I, um, the first night we were hiking and everyone else in the group was, uh, got mosquito bites and I did not So I was just saying, Oh shit. Uh, it's cause you guys have dirty blood. And, and you know, I was just, I was, you know, my best friend, Terry, he literally had a six pack on the back of his neck. Uh, of it was it was symmetrical. It was kind of weird, and you know I was ah you, you know you dirty Chinese. You know what I mean? It, it smelled that it smelled that chashu bao, and it fucking got you stupid. And, you know. And then um, the next day we're sleeping outside in uh, what they call the dream circle. Uh, our our tour guide was a was a hippie, and so. There was a campfire, and then our heads were basically, you know, around the campfire, and we were sleeping outside of tents because it was hot. And the next morning, um, the girl uh, sleeping next to me, was. she woke up, and then she goes, oh, my God, Daniel. Uh, yeah, that's what they call me back then. Daniel, um, your face. So I wake up, and I touch my face, and... Uh, and I was, oh shit, like, like there was, we counted, there was about 150 mosquito bites all over my face and my arms. And uh, yeah, they call me Braille face. Uh, it, was, it, it, it was so much that the tour guide, she, she, uh, <laughs> she thought we were going to, I was going to die. So she was asking me questions like, hey, uh, are you feeling feverish or? Are you feeling cold or 
are you feeling itchy? And I was like, yeah, I'm feeling itchy, man. I have 150 mosquito bites on my body, of course. And it sucks because it wasn't like we were going back to a cabin or something. We the, the, the thing was we would just hike all the way up to Half Dome or Clouds Rest or, you know, other big peaks in um, at Yosemite. So I had to deal with not scratching 150 mosquito bites on my my face and arms for the next five days and um that wasn't cool the the crazy thing about yosemite and 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 the thing it it made me hate a lot of things like we had to eat couscous which uh, that was the first time i ate couscous but we had to take unscented food because of the bears and we put all the food and bear canisters and tied them up on trees and shit and uh one day one of the guys he was feeling sick so we put him in a tent and we're all sleeping um outside and in the middle of the night you could hear the guy go um guys and when i opened my eye there was a uh there was a bear right next to the tent and he took a swipe at the tent and so you know, we tried to get, uh, so the, the, so I woke up the, uh, the tour guide or the, or the guide and she goes, bears have bad eyesight. So I want you to get all your sleeping bags and, and create this big mass like body, you know what I mean? So like we had the girls get on our, our, our shoulders and we were all carrying the, the, um, you know, getting the, uh, the sleeping bags and going, blah, making all this stupid noise. And I was thinking, if the bear is not scared of this shit, then we're fucked. You know what I mean? I would, I'm going to throw this girl off my shoulder and run away, right? But thankfully, um, the the bear just walked away and the guy in the tent was not harmed, thankfully, because if I told that story and, you know, something happened to the guy, then that would have been fucked up, right? But, um yeah, Yosemite was a very interesting, interesting experience. Um, it made me not want to hike ever again. Um, we had to like, you know, because we can't just drink like lake water or, or, or whatever water because of, you know, fucking deer shit in it and stuff. So this is before they had those miracle straws that filter shit out. So you would put this like tablet you know what I mean? So you would get your water bottle, you fill it with lake water, and then you throw this iodine tablet in. And so apparently that was that's safer. It, it it I don't know if it was or not. I mean, no one got sick from it, but that 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 doesn't seem right, you know? Uh so yeah, I mean, Yosemite was was one of those places where I was like, "Oh, um uh, I don't know. I don't I don't it made me not like nature, you know what I mean? And um, that's why, you know, when I see all these people going on hikes, and even in Korea, it's it's, it's the land of hills and, and, and mountains and shit, so everybody likes hiking here. But uh, I don't know. I mean, my my goal here in Korea is to hike or walk 10 miles a day. Apparently online the average human walks five miles a day so i go you know what i'm gonna walk more than the average human just so that i can you know lose some weight i mean i'm gonna do a shit ton of drinking here anyway so i try to set it at 10 miles a day and 
Unfortunately, I have not yet hit 10 miles a day and I've been here for a week. The closest I got was eight miles. So, you know, I'm getting there, but shit, dude, um, it takes a lot of getting used to, you know, um, it feels weird not driving. Um, I'm taking, uh, subways and buses or more subways really. And, uh, if you guys don't know, I'm, I'm very claustrophobic and I'm also xenophobic. So xenophobic, Xena, I think is the, the warrior princess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it, I've, I'm having mini panic attacks every time I go, go into the subway because, you know, during rush hour, it's just jam packed. It's, it's kind of like the, you know, those, those videos you see online where, 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 or people stuff you into the train. It's pretty much like that, guys. And I I just don't like people, you know what I mean? Like strangers just, just next to me. Um, and I wasn't always like that. I don't know what happened, but that's why, you know, when I go to church with my parents on, on special occasions, like I'm, I'm, I'm panicking in church. And my mom's like, you know, what's wrong? And I tell her like, yo, like I, I just, I, I just can't deal with all these people. And uh, she tells me it's because the devil's inside me. I don't know if that's true. Um, <clears throat> I think the devil should pick somebody else, not me. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm, it's, it's taken a lot of getting used to, so I'm not fully settled in yet. And right now, like I said, I'm staying with my buddy Kenny. Kenny's been here for, what, seven years? So... He's somewhat adjusted. I mean, he has he has a business. You know, he has um, three uh, Vatos Tacos. That's that's his business in in Korea, and there's one in in Singapore. And I hear they're opening up one in um, um, the what is it Manila and in Vietnam. So, congrats to to Kenny, you fucking successful motherfucker, you. Uh, but. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to put his business out there, but, you know, it's not like, you know, people think like he's like super balling because of all this stuff. But, you know, if all all entrepreneurs know that a lot of that money you got to throw back into the company. So he's not like he's not he's not driving a Maserati or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever fucking rich car, expensive ass car. Uh, this weekend, Kenny uh, and some of his friends, um, they they took me to this place in Korea called Kapyong. It's kind of like the Victorville or the Barstow of of Korea or Seoul. And uh, they they rented out a, a pension. That's that's what they call it. It's kind of like like a cabin slash uh, like a vacation home almost. And it's like a it's like um like a Korean style Airbnb, right? So, you know, I got to meet some cool people and, uh, you know, people go to pensions like on a holiday, but in all honesty, it's just an excuse to get trashed in the mountains, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, play stupid games and, you know, hopefully hook up and stuff like that. And so I learned a few drinking games that I was not familiar with. Um, I don't know what the name of this game is, but basically, uh, there's like a bowl and then you put that in the front and then you have a big ass glass 
there. And so everyone puts one finger on the bowl. And then you take turns basically um, calling out a number and the people with the finger on the bowl can either hold it on or lift the finger up. And if the number matches how many fingers are on the bowl, then that person gets to be out. And when that person's out, they can fill the cup or jar or whatever with whatever they want. And it's usually booze, but you can, I mean, if you want to go gross, you can spit in it, you can throw cigarette butts in it, you can throw all kinds of shit in it, right? And um, this game, there is no real strategy, I guess, except you can make alliances, right? So, you know, I'm like, all right, guys, you know, let's not put weird shit in it. Now, and then the loser has to down the last one. The last person with the finger on the bowl has to drink whatever is whatever concoction is made in the jar. It is. Um, it was a brutal game. I uh, I lost a few times and I had to down uh, concoctions of beer, soju. Um, there was goldfish uh, crackers in there. Um, there was uh, no one. No one was discussing. They didn't put no spit or fucking you know jizz or whatever on it. But um, I was the asshole that put uh, bean paste in there, and uh, I ended up having to drink it. So I guess karma. But it was a fun game, and uh, I suggest uh, for all if you guys are uh, in a group of uh, you know four to five people. You should try it, man. Uh, it'll it'll definitely get you fucked up, and it got really messy fast. And um, yeah, Kapyong is nice. I mean, given that you know I'm a, I'm a LA boy, you don't really see the leaves turn. Uh, but it was you know it, it looked like a Bob Ross painting. And if you don't know who Bob Ross is, then you're probably too young to to uh, listen to this podcast. Anyway. Um, yeah, guys, it's fucking weird, like, just talking into um, a microphone, and I don't know if this is any good, but fuck it. I'm, it's still me letting y'all know that the Cape Town Cowboys podcast is not dead, and hopefully Bobby uh, will find some time to jump on uh, the other ones. What else is uh, n- news? Well, the Dodgers lost, and I know all you... Uh, LA Dodgers fans are very, um, very sad and disheartened. I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily a Dodger fan. I'm, I'm actually a Yankee fan. I go figure. It's kind of weird, but what bugged me about the whole thing was, first of all, there are people that that equated the Astros winning to God's will, and that. That bugs me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, because of the hurricane in Houston, like God willed um, the Astros to win. Just like, just like the Saints won for Katrina uh, when after Katrina, and just like the Patriots won after the Boston Marathon, right? So, I don't think God's like a a sports fan like that. You know what I mean? But I guess it makes for a good story, but. It just bugs me when people put that shit up. And then the the other part that bugged me was a lot of Dodger fans, quote unquote fans that really don't know anything about baseball, that are that are like 
faulting Dave Roberts for for his coaching decisions. I'm like, guys, like, what do you fucking really know about baseball, right? Uh, the other part about that series that was interesting was that that um, I think it's like Cuban dude, uh, Guriel. Uh, he did the chink eyes in game was it game two or game three uh, because uh, he hit a homer off of you Darvish. He's a pitcher from from Japan. He's I think he's half Japanese, half Iranian. And so after that, that this Cuban player hit that home run, he made the chink eyes and he called him a chinito. Now, if you're from LA and you're Asian. You've been called Chinito by a Mexican all your life, right? Um, I guess contextually, or 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 or, uh, or I guess the etymology of uh, the word Chino means Chinese, right? And Chinito means like little Chinese boy, right? But it's not what what you know. But you know that 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 term for Asians, I think it bugs a lot of us. Like I mean, I remember growing up in East LA. When all the Mexican kids would call me Chinito Chinito, my mom, I'm not saying this is right, kids, but my mom, she was like, if they call you Chinito, then you call them wetback. And uh, I did. And because of that, I got into a shit ton of fights. So thanks, mom, for um, for for fight, helping me fight fire with fire. What the fuck, mom? She, she really didn't. Um, prepare me for the ass whooping because think about it. I'm the only Asian kid in East LA, and if if even if we're playing basketball, it's five on five, right? And I got my teammates. Once I I they call me Chinito and I hit them back with with, with wet back, I'm gonna get my ass kicked by even my own teammates. So uh, I learned really quick that. That, that that comeback was not going to help. And, um, yeah. And, well, I mean, uh, on the bright side, it, it it's the reason why I started Taekwondo really early. And um, I would uh, axe kick fucking Cholos in the head afterwards. So that was kind of cool, I guess. <clears throat> but, but, you know, I mean, it would have been a great story if you, Darvish, when he started Game 7, he would get redemption because of, that fool, you know, giving him the chink eye if he pitched well, but he gave up five runs within the first two innings, and then he left. Um, so, so yeah, you, you, you Darvish, you should have. Um, it was up to you to make this beautiful redemption story, and you fucked up. You you really fucked up, you know. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't a fan of 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 of. of you know, a bunch of, of messages of, of Facebook statuses saying, you know, you should have started this person or you should have started that person. I'm like, look, you're not a you're not a baseball fan. You know what I mean? And even if you were, like, you were just a fan, you don't know the ins and outs of baseball. You do not see me, you know, writing like fucking, you know, you should have you should have um, used a pinch hitter at that inning or whatever like that. You, you don't know shit, so shut the fuck up. You know. Uh, Things that bug me outside of the World uh, World Series is um, I realize this is that I don't like when people end like let's say you're telling a story or you're, you know a problem or something, and then the other person pretty much 
sums up the story you just said with a stupid saying. You know what I mean? Because it, it makes it feel like, like, like you're wise or you're trying to be wise and deep, but you're, you're not. You just, you just use the fucking hacky ass cliche to 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 sum up the whole situation. And I'll give you a, a, a movie reference for that. And it's it's I, I was the, I thought I was the only one that caught it, but if you look online, they caught this scene. It's in Lord of the Rings, and I know this is a fucking dorky-ass, dorky-ass reference, but the third Lord of the Rings, I don't know, whatever, something of the king, or the blah, 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 whatever, right? But Frodo and Sam are at Mordor. Now, they're still climbing up, right? And then Gandalf and Aragorn and the dwarf and, 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 and the elf and the homies are chilling, going, uh-oh, we just won this battle, but Frodo and Sam are in Mordor, in enemy territory, there's 10,000 orcs, they're gonna kill these motherfuckers, they're not gonna survive, they gotta throw that ring in that, in that volcano or whatever. And, <clears throat> so Aragon, Viggo Mortensen says, you know, he, he lays out a plan, he's like, alright, we gotta get all our forces, and march him to the gates of Mordor and, and and fix Sauron's eye on them as well as get all the orcs out of Mordor to fight these fools, right? You know, and it was like an elaborate, like, you know, plan. Or not an elaborate plan, but you know what I mean? Like, he he has this monologue for about a minute and a half or two. And then all of a sudden, Legolas comes out and goes... A diversion. And I went, motherfucker, why are you... That's not your idea. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was, it was Viggo Mortensen's idea, but now Orlando Bloom decides to fucking, what is, what is nice fucking, you know, um, blow, blow dried hair going, a diversion. And I wanted to sock him. I I hated him ever since, you know? Um, And, and there are a lot of people I realize that that you sayings to to kind of sum up what was just talked about, but it, it doesn't help the situation. You know what I mean? Like, and with, with stupid cliches, like, oh, well, you know, like I'll be like, hey, man, like, um, I'm not used to uh, these wet floors in Korea, and then you get well, well, when in Rome, I'm a motherfucker. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, fuck you and your stupid. Your stupid ass book of cliches. I know I'm I'm hating, but you know, like cliches, you know, they're kind of hacky guys. You know, like when when they're saying like, oh, you know, lowest hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Like if you go if you go, hey man, like uh, I'm kind of dating this girl. I mean, she's nice and all, but she's not perfect. You know, she's not the one I want. And then they be like, oh, you know, well, you know, get the lowest hanging fruit. I'm like. I, 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 maybe I'm the only one that that gets pissed off about this, but it, it drives me insane. And um, I don't know, man. I, I think I've been just more uh, sensitive to to that because I realize that a handful of people around me are like that, and every time they do it, like like my jaw hurts from fucking like gritting my teeth so hard from not saying anything. You know what I mean? So yeah, that it it, it bugs me. And um, if if 
and if you assholes see me and you start ending it with cliches just to piss me off, then fuck you guys. Because a lot of you do that. A lot of you think that it's funny that if I say something bugs me, that you're going to do it more. And um, it's funny if you're fr- if we're friends, but if we're not, I'm just going to walk away. I'm just, you just got to walk away, you know? Um, all right, back to Korea. Fuck, fuck, fuck my, you know, my things that annoy me because I guess you guys don't care. Um, one thing I know I learned is that you shouldn't get into fights in Korea because apparently, let's say you start a fight and you punch somebody, um, the person that swung first or the, the person that technically won the fight will have to pay a settlement fee. And I heard that the the number ranges depending on how severe damage, but it starts at around three thousand dollars. So, yeah, you can't be aggro here. You know what I mean? So a lot of people, when I see people fight, I know there was this um, YouTube video with uh, 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 these fools doing judo throws in Korea. Well, you know, I'm assuming that the person who did the throwing has to pay money because he's on he's on um, CCTV. But uh, yeah, so. You can't even get into fights here unless you're balling. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, another uh, a big topic, or not a big topic, but for me, it was it was somewhat big. Was uh, a famous Korean actor uh, died recently, and which was sad, man, because uh, uh, I liked him in 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 that show uh, Il Bakil, or what is it? One one night, two days. One one night, two days. Yeah. And he was the actor dude, um, Kim ji Um Yeah, he, apparently he got into a, uh, a a car accident or something, and he and he died. And uh, it's sad, man. I mean, you know, you you know when you when you see when you see um, characters or actors on TV and, or on movies, and you go, oh, dude, like you know. It's not that he was like an amazing, like award-winning actor, but like you know, he had a good, good vibe to him. You don't want to see people like that die that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want you want evil motherfuckers to die like that, but you you want good people to like you know die peacefully with with you know amongst their their loving family or some shit. But um, yeah, rest in peace, Kim Ji Uh That kind of bummed me out because. Uh, I was a fan, um, not a, not of his acting, but of 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 that variety show, One Day Tonight, and God, it, it, this got depressing fast. So, um, I have some emails to read. Hold on, let me get some water. I'm still here, so here. Oh man, maybe I should have, maybe, you know what, I should probably get Kenny a Brita filter, this is ridiculous. Anyway, so here is an email from Mark, Uh, I think it's funny how Danny keeps saying it's not the end, and Peter and Shane keep saying it's the last podcast, it's obvious who did all the post-production and the work, ah, anyway, enjoy your podcast and look forward to hearing your successes in your respective careers, thank you buddy. 
Like you guys, I also feel like we're at the tipping point of Asian actors, which is why I am furious when you were recasting the Game of Thrones characters in your last podcast and you didn't include any actors, Asian actors. We are so brainwashed and we can't even imagine Asians in our own little games. Mother of Dragons clearly has to be Chinese, right? Why can't Jon Snow be Asian? You know what? You're right, Mark. Uh, we it's it's funny. You're like when we won the last podcast. You know, we were thinking about um, who to recast if, if if we were the casting directors, and we're right. We did not think of any Asian actors. So, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do. For me, okay, Jon Snow, Asian actor. Hmm. He should have. The brooding look. Who has the best brooding look that's Asian in Hollywood? I'm going to say, I'm going to give that one to Will Yoon Lee. Um, if you don't know him, uh, Google him, IMDB him. Will Yoon Lee, he has this brooding look of, of like, man, this guy never looks like he had a good day in his life face. And I think it's Will Yoon Lee, all right? So there you go. Jon Snow can be Asian. Um Mother of Dragons, Daenerys, but you know what? Then you would we would have to change their names. They can't. We can't have William Lee be Jon Snow. Like you know, his character should be like something else. Like and and it's, since it's kind of set in fictional historic times, it should you know it's gonna be like a crazy Chinese name. Like you know what I mean? Like or or, or would it be like John Kim? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Kind of fucks it up a little bit, you know, and and to me, I they had some sort of funky European esque accent. So do they have a like broken English accent, like a fob accent? I don't, I, I, I don't know. But if we're gonna keep on playing this game, let's see. Mother of Dragons. Mm. Like I see Daenerys as someone who is can be compassionate but also strong-willed and have a nice ass. So that leaves it to nobody, really. Nobody. I, come, come on, guys. I, you know um, uh, You know what? How about, how about if you guys are listening, if you guys had to make an all-Asian Game of Thrones character, like cast, who would you cast? And, I, you know, uh, I'll be, I'll be uh, interested in, um, in what you got to say. Right now, I would say Mother of Dragons. I would give it to... Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I don't know who... Because I feel like Gong Li and Joan Chen are too old to be the mother of... I mean, if anything, they would be Cersei's, right? Cersei. Uh, hmm. You know what? That's, you know, it, it, it is kind of sad that I can't even think of... Of of uh, of Asian American act. I mean, I can think of Asian actors, but then then it becomes uh, what language is this show gonna be in? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know it's just a fucking fictional thing, but you know, I mean, if if it was a Korean, uh, all Korean cast, and you know what, I think it'd be kind of interesting to do like a historical fictional like you know show like Game of Thrones, but like Korean style with like. You know, old school kings and and shit like that. And I, I mean, I know that there's uh, the um, historical dramas, but 
like make it more like um, vicious and and, and and graphic and you know and show a lot of titties and stuff. So if it was if it was in Korean Korean, then I would say that the mother of dragons would be someone like. I would say it would be someone like Song Jiu. Uh, she's uh, for all you uh, non-K-pop or non-drama fans. Uh, she's in Running Man, or she was in Running Man. Is she still? Yeah, she's still in Running Man. Um, she, she, you know, I, I feel like she has this like look about her that's you know very, very not innocent, but you know what I mean. She, she can be strong, but she also can be like compassionate, and you know she has she, she she's. Well, she's my age, so she might be a little too old for that. I don't know. Um, for Jon Snow, hmm, who's a brooding young character? You know who I'll give it to? I would give it to someone like someone like One Bin. One Bin, you know. Look, man, we gotta make money, so we gotta we gotta cast famous people, right? So. One being because, well, first of all, it's a good-looking motherfucker. And uh, in Ajashi, that movie, um, I think the English version of it was called Man From Nowhere. He played a good, like, angsty dude. You know what I mean? Well, you know, so. Yeah, so anyway, I, w- I would love to uh, 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 hear your, your suggestions. Um, back to the email. Danny, best of luck in Korea. I know you the least out of the three, but I'll be out in Korea in November, December. Post your shows on social media, and we'll try to go out and support. I'll catch you guys at Blue. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, but that was, you know, that that was, you know what, Mark, you're right. You know, that's how fucked up we are that that we couldn't, we didn't even think about, you know, getting Asian actors. And I'm actually kind of pissed off about that. All right. Another email. It's by a dude named Tom. In life, you meet new people, and hopefully you are blessed to cross paths with those who are genuine. Now, everyone knows I can be tough. However, I'm always genuine, and no one is better than no one is better than my wife. I'm not going to name her name. It takes a lot to upset her. Now, when someone is in your restaurant and tells someone to go, oh, well, yeah, I feel like Bill Burr. I can't read. Okay. Now, when someone in your restaurant tells someone else to go back to Korea, where I come from, you kick them out. There are no questions asked. There's no consideration about who they are. Uh, you just do the right thing. Yet, we were the ones that were ushered out. And I will tell you as a fact, I tend to let things go as it's, as it's the burden of growing up as a minority. However, you really upset my wife. And that's not a good thing. Now, I'm going to spend a lot. Uh, I'm going to spend a lot of my resources and time to figure out why you did not do anything. And in the end, your bosses may not care that there will be less Asians or Koreans or chinks at your restaurant, as it seems you slash they may like it that way. In any case, I want you to know that it really hurts. I have to keep doing a deep dive into scripture and prayers. I am still looking for forgiveness. So apparently this dude, uh, uh, 
uh, went to a restaurant in Chicago and um, oh, okay, here it is. So uh, this guy Tom and his wife went to Smith and Walensky, this is a steak joint if you guys don't know where it is. Um, and basically someone told uh, him and his wife to go back to Korea. And they, and and then they get kicked out as opposed to the people that uttered the words. Now that's fucked up. Um, and it looks like Tom is going to use attorneys and whatever and really just kind of, you know, um, not be an asshole about it, but, uh, you know, go, go, go all the way to the end with it. And you know what, Tom, I support that, man. Um, that's the sad, that's the sad nature of it is, first of all, I'm surprised that they understood, they, they, they said go back to Korea. I would assume that they would say go back to China because that's what most people say, but so you know, you have to give them that. You have to give them the fact that they got the country right, at least, right? Um, but I don't know, man. Like you know, like I I'm all for you know. First of all, fight the hell out of it. You know what I mean. And if you can make some money or make some people pay or or you know, there's some sort of justice that you feel like you gain from it, then awesome. But uh. I, I mean, we can go on and on about racist situations that we felt in our lives as minorities, dude, you know, and, um, you know, uh, if you have the resources, you know, fuck them. With that all being said, you know, what's the hard part about it is that I don't believe that racism will ever be erased, especially in, a, in, 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 in the United States, because... Like, like I said, before, before I went to Malaysia, I've, uh, I never really interacted with, with a Muslim, right? So before that trip, I, I, you know, I believe Muslims similarly to a lot of people that, you know, like in America, that all Muslims are, are, are terrorists. And that's a fucked up way to think. But the only way that my, my mindset changed is when I went to and I hung out with a handful of Muslims and they were fucking cool, right? And I know it's a small-minded thing um, to think that way, um, but, you know, I, it's human nature, I think, to, to, to not be comfortable with something different. I mean, look at me now, dude. I'm in, I'm in Korea and, um, you know, I, I'm looking at some of the things that are doing and it feels like it's backward to me. You know, matter of fact, as much as like racism and, and and things like that are shitty in the U.S., it's probably the most racially sensitive country in the world. You know, because like here in Korea, it's fucking blackface here, this and you know what I mean, blatant racism. Like there, apparently, there's this bar in Itaewon called Fountain that. The bouncers um, um, like refuse to serve Arabs and, and 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 Pakistanis and whatever. It's online. You could see the, the the video, right? And and that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like so. Am I? I'm not. Look, I'm not making an excuse for racism. Racism is fucked up. Um, and if you can fight it, good. More power to you, Tom. Hope you know. Hope something good comes out of it, brother. Um. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know uh, if if I'm gonna keep on doing the, these podcasts by myself because uh, I feel like I'm boring the hell out of you guys. Um, but yeah, let me know. Let me know who you guys want to hear. I mean, we'll we'll still try to figure out if we can schedule a way, uh, schedule a time, and figure out a way to get uh, Pedro and Shane back on it. Uh, given that I'm in the other side of the planet. Uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, and then um, one of the things I, I want to do here is um, so there is a very, very small stand-up community here, and, and um, I, you know, it's, it's hard for me to even call them stand-ups. They're they're English teachers, or they're you know they're expats that are here that have been doing stand-up for a year or less, you know, and um, but if other countries have English stand-up and they have like a good scene like Umar in Singapore um, he's comedy masala is doing great things and I, I mean I've only been there twice but every time it's been packed and Umar did a great job um, Malaysia uh, both results there's a there's a bustling English stand-up speaking community out there um, that's dope um, in the Philippines, there's a handful of comics that are that are running the thing, and you know, like they're flying in comics from from all over the place. I believe, <coughs> I believe Ahmed Ahmed was here recently. So, you know, my my goal is to hopefully uh, help grow the community out here, and so we know we'll need all the help we can get. So, anybody that's living in Korea, you know, please. Uh, you know, keep in contact and, you know, keep an eye out for shows. I recently did an open mic night, uh, what was it, a few days ago. Yeah, and the crowd, you know, they were good. I looked at the crowd, and afterwards the crowd told me they are looking for, you know, seasoned, stand -up, good stand-up comedy, and they thanked me, and, you know, I know I feel like a douche, like, because, you know, they thanked me because they said I was great or good or whatever, but... Yeah, we need more of that, guys. So, um, uh, first of all, if you are in Korea, um, please, you know, keep in contact. Email us at ktowncowboys at gmail dot com. You know, and then I will, you know, I'll give you more information on upcoming shows. And also, if you guys have suggestions on what I can do in Korea, because I've been here a handful of times, but it's it's under the guise of um, as a tourist, you know, so it's just boozing and, and, you know, womanizing and, and, you know, the, the typical, you know, single guy shit. But if you can, you know, suggest some, some cool shit that might help me open my mind, uh, and my perspective on life, um, you know, anything, uh, any suggestions are, are welcome. I've never done a temple stay. Apparently, uh, temple stay is something I kind of want to do, and I'm gonna look into it. If you guys don't know what it is, uh, temple stay is like you stay at a, um, uh, it's like in the mountains, like uh, a Buddhist temple. You hang out, uh, or or you basically stay with the monks. You don't have to be Buddhist, and you don't have to um, shave your head, uh, or you don't have to meditate with them. Uh, but in essence. You're trying to basically get out of the city 
and um, all the distractions of life. I, I don't know about the food because, you know, Buddhists over there are um, vegetarian. So you're going to be, I'm going to be eating pure kongnamul um, and just a, a variety of namuls and kimchi. I don't even know if they eat kimchi over there. I think I don't know the spices or something are, are against their their dietary things, but yeah, the it's interesting, guys. Like on the way to it's, oh, before I end, speaking of a food in Korea, one thing I've 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 learned is don't keep your hopes up when you go to like a chain restaurant and. Um, Hope that it'll be just like back home. So, from the my weekend trip at Kapyong, I heard there was a Panda Express in Korea, a fucking Panda Express. And I don't know if you've heard this about me before or know this about me, but I love that type of shitty Chinese food, the that takeout, particularly Panda Express. So I went to Panda Express, and it's, it it was at a food court in a mall. Which is perfect. That's what that's what Panda Express is. It's fucking mall food, right? And I looked at and went there and I ordered I ordered a three item combo because again, portion sizes in Korea are completely different from back home. That's why Americans are fatter and that's why I am the way I am. But knowing that I had to order the three item combo going, this is gonna fill me up because I'm hungover from all that drinking in a cabin and shit. So I need something greasy. And what's more greasy than Panda Express? Nothing. So we go to this uh, Panda Express in Myeongdong. I ordered the three hot and combo. And I ordered the same shit I ordered back home. Half and half, orange chicken, Kung Pao chicken, and some beef and broccoli thing, right? And I was, I was... First of all, it was, it was it was like, including the the beverage, it was like fifteen dollars, which is way more than Panda Express back home. But number two, the orange chicken, man, that was that was the worst orange chicken I've ever had in my life. Like like, it was like almost like gummy, you know, like the it was there barely any meat. It was just hard, chewy breading. It it. it it was, it was, it was, it was just, it, it hurt me. Now, did it, was it greasy enough to, to fight my hangover? Yeah. But the, the food in Korea, like, it's going to take, like, so if you have zero expectation, like, I'm assuming if you've never had American or, you know, a bastardized Chinese food, American style, it might be edible, you know? Like, there's a halal guys here, and I met the owner, and if I'd never had halal guys in New York, I would, I would be like, oh, this is a good meal, you know? And, you know, for the most part, most, the majority of people in Korea never had halal guys. So, I think they'll be like, oh, this is just a, you know, meal with, with some lettuce and some tomatoes and some of that, that, you know, whatever, um, halal type of rice and, 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 and chicken and, and, you know, euros and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like the, it's, it's good, but it's not quite like back home. You know, there's a Taco Bell here. There's, there's a Burger King here. There's a McDonald's here. 
It doesn't taste the same. First of all, Taco Bell doesn't over here does not have the Frito Burrito, which is a travesty because the Frito Burrito back home was a dollar. And it's not that it's good, but it filled you up and it helped me survive the last year of my life in L.A. Um, so that was sad. Um, but if you're in Korea, why would you order McDonald's, right? Um, you should get food that you can't find back home. Or at least food that is that they can't re- re- recreate back home. So, my suggestion to all you people that are visiting Korea: eat Korean pork. Per- Korean <laughs> eat my pork. Eat Korean pork. Pork for some reason tastes better here, um, especially the Cheju Hukdeji, the 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 the, the the black boar, pig, whatever from Jeju though. Apparently, that's the shit, and it tastes way better here than it does back home because I'm assuming they eat different shit. Um, my my favorite thing to eat in Korea is 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 the lamb skewers, the Chinese style lamb skewers. I know they have some in K Town, and I've never had it, but everyone tells me that the lamb skewers out in Korea are way better. Uh, so. Do that shit. Um, and yeah, uh, please email me. Uh, I've I, I talked for an hour and uh, my voice is going. So please email me. And uh, yeah, some suggestions. And also, who would you cast in Game of Thrones if it was an all-Asian cast? So anyway, email us at ktomcowboys at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And hopefully, next episode, we'll have I'll have a co-host. Because I don't know if I could do this shit by myself. Later, guys.